Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Oh, hey, Mrs. Kirkpatrick, I'm glad you, glad you found it. Uh, yeah, the gazebo you told me to come yeah. to? You yeah. followed my rose petals? Well, I, I, I assumed that you had, uh, carried, a, a, like, a flower had died, so I picked them all up and, uh, well, uh, Okay, just, yeah. whatever, as long as you got it. Yeah. <laughs> You're well, here now, and that's what's important. Well, it's 10.30, did you, oh, did you want to work on the case? Oh, of course, oh, yeah, case is why we're here, isn't it not, it, is it not? It's, it is definitely why we're here, it's fantastic, I love your work ethic, Wade, that's one thing that I truly enjoy about you. Oh, well... That means so much, and I will not sleep tonight. <laughs> and coming to this camp has been fantastic. I, I've had such a good time. It's like reliving a youth that I never had. I, I, I went, I, uh, I played uh, bocce ball. Oh, I played bocce ball today. Great. I painted a pot. I painted it with, uh, like, uh, uh, puff paints. Oh, Miss Kirkpatrick. I, I, made a, I made a lanyard. You look thrilled. I, and you look, uh, okay. I, I, I just, I never had that as a kid. When I was a kid, I went to Navy SEAL boot camp. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Operation uh, Tread for Life. How did, how did you know that I... I read your file the day I met you. Oh, well, well, if you read it, you must know. They, what, what they do, it's not really a camp. They just take you out to the middle of the ocean, you and a bunch of other 13-year-olds, throw you in, and then you swim to shore from the middle of the ocean. And it's, it's... I'm not going to say fun. It's life-affirming. Because no, most no. of the kids die. But, yeah. Yeah. So I never really... I, I, it, I'm just having a good time. That's, that's great. Mm-hmm. Do you want to listen I, to a tape? Oh, yeah. And no, no, not this tape. I, oh, man. 100, 100 famous sassy sax songs. <laughs> How'd that get in here? Uh, cut that out. We'll put it in one of the tapes of the, of the aliens. Yes. Fan, fan, yeah. Before we send it to the CIA. All right. Sounds yeah, good. blow it right open. No, don't. Opposite of that. Keep it closed. In, but in not good, closed. In good time. Yeah. Okay. Time means everything. Just turn on the tape. It's all about. Got it. Play. Okay. Just. This is HR recording two six six seven dot one dot eleven. Employee number eight three three R C four N. And this is employee number P one six. And this is employee number Doug. Doug. I have a great new experiment. I've scrapped the kitchen one. Oh, well, that's good news. Well, this isn't so much an experiment as I figured I'd try my hand at inventing things. Inventing things? Inventing things. Okay, what... I hesitate to even ask this, but what did you invent? I have synced the copy machine to a voice activation module and to our computer system. Check this out. Copier, make a copy of Doug Doyle's file. Oh, God, God damn it. Okay, okay. yeah, no, nothing's happening. It... Well, in theory, it would have printed out and then copied your file and then given me the copy. So wait, so it would have printed out my file yes. and then copied what it printed out? Yes. So basically, you can command it to, to double duplicate yeah. something. Why would you need this? So we don't have to do it ourselves. We can just announce it. It's hands-free. It's convenience. So this this has not been invented by 2667. 
This is a new invention, or are you just inventing something? As far as I know. P16, does this exist already? What, voice activation? Yeah. To varying degrees, yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. Like what? There is voice activation, yes, for certain things, like talk-to-text, for instance. Okay, yeah, they had that when I was around. It's not so good with other stuff. And we suffered a major technological regression uh, 50 years ago. Okay. The voice command was in large part um, controlled by a monopoly uh, company. What was that company called? They were called Sun. Sun. Yes. S-U-N? S-U-N. S-U-M? Mm-hmm. Sun. Sun. S-U-N. Yes, with okay. an M, though. With an... Okay, but it's pronounced Sun, but it's S-U-M. Yeah, it's like the... Here's the thing. It was supposed to look like two N's. They thought they were being crafty with a logo, but then everybody wrote it down as S-U-M because the N's touched. Oh, they shared it. But it's called Sun. Got it. But it's spelled with an M. Okay. So it's Sun. Anyway, the massive debt that they owed to their graphic designer basically caused the company to implode over a, a period of about 20 years. Oh, okay, so they just financially imploded. Yes, but they had some disgruntled higher-ups who basically destroyed all the technology and all, and like all the patents and blueprints for everything. They, so, did, they destroyed all the patents and the blueprints? Yeah, they broke into the patent office and the blueprint office. The, they broke into the intergalactic blueprint office mm-hmm. and destroyed all the blueprints. Yeah. Wow. Copier, uh, print Doug a copy of the news story about the Sun Corporation. And the fact that this isn't working should be indication of enough of the truth behind the story that I just no. told you. So Elyon's really kind of going for an untapped market, or a previously tapped market that hasn't been tapped for a while and then now is back on the market to be tapped. And watch, watch this one. Printer, get me a write-up slip from the top shelf. Right now, away, P16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine that. Wouldn't that be something? Okay, yeah, Elyon, you, you just said that, but it didn't... You, That's the voice it should like, speak in. It's part of making you imagine what it would be like. So but you just invented something completely imaginary. No, in theory, it should work. I don't know why it's not working. I've got to make some tweaks here and there, but it'll work. And it'll talk It'll talk in... Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. It'll talk in your voice just with a slight British accent. Well, ideally, we'd get someone in here to record it, but this is a prototype. So, so if I was... now, it's me. So if I was like, copier, get me some Chinese food, ASAP, what would it say back? Here you go. Doug Doyle like is that. not authorized. It would say Doug Doyle is not authorized. Yeah. P16 and I are the only two authorized users. So you've, you've programmed this to only authorize your voice tones and not authorize my voice. Correct. Which I, also doesn't work yet. But when it does, oh baby. Okay. It's going to be cool. You were just, don't take it personally, you were just a test subject. Because I, I can't have anyone walking in here and ordering our computer system to do willy-nilly. So did okay. So did you only authorize your two voices, or you did you just authorize all voices, but specifically not authorize mine? We've been working on getting voice samples from everyone on the ship. Is that why you guys have been walking around with that little microphone and just like sticking it in people's faces when they're doing things like eating food or like going to the bathroom? Yeah, lunchtime's a big one, but sometimes you can catch a lot of people in the bathroom at once too. I, you guys, I, I've I got to be honest, I've gotten a few complaints about you guys doing that. It's like the worst Billy on the street ever. 
is what somebody said. And I was like, that's a very contemporary reference for me. What, Billy on the Street? Yeah. Yeah, they play that on TV Land. <laughs> play Billy on the Street on TV Land? Yeah. Those very short clips of him on the street? Well, what they do is they stitch a bunch together and they make a 15-minute episode out oh, of it. Oh, okay. Like and sometimes they'll have marathons of those 15-minute episodes. <laughs> so it's Since you left, he's recorded thousands and thousands of these episodes. So Billy was just on the street for a really long time. Yeah, he had a rough patch, and so he was always on the street. Wait, Billy lived on the street? Yeah, and so he kept... had ample time to record these. And he, so he was, it could have just been anything, but it was just him on the street. Yeah. Comedian Billy... Eichner, Eichner, yeah. yeah, I knew that. It yeah. got really good when he got old. When he got really old? Yeah. He got a lot better with every passing year. Did Billy, like, die on the street? We're not sure. I'm not at the end of the marathon yet, so <laughs> hopefully he's he's still alive. Okay, so you it might end with him dying on the street. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, I, I, if I need a copy, I won't try to do it by voice, but maybe... At some day I will. In Even future, if I did, it wouldn't work. In the future, it will work for you. But right now, absolutely, it doesn't work at all, period. And it definitely doesn't work for you. Okay. Well, at least I'm, I'm pretty happy that we turned off the microwave that was just blasting indefinitely. So, yeah. Printer, reveal your capabilities to Doug in the future. Oh. Well, there's, there's really no way of telling whether it took that command or not. But I know. Cookie, huh? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and, and grab... Uh, we, we got somebody in the hallway, right? Mm-hmm. Elian, did you say we, we were calling somebody in today? Yeah, yes. Uh, yes, we, there was a, a death aboard the ship. So. There's a death aboard yeah. the ship? Yikes. In the hyperspace sector. So. In the hyperspace sector? Oh, okay, all right, well, if, if he's outside, I'll go grab him. Hey, hi, hello there, hi. Hey, uh, how's it going? Uh, uh, so, uh, just uh, I just thought I'd get this out of the... Get, out of the out of the jump, your decompression chamber uh, over two sectors down is on the fritz. So I uh, just went ahead, unplugged the uh, the cork, and I did a little wiring gig and uh, got that fixed up for you. All right. You so say you unplugged the cork? Yeah, the cork that uh, corks up the uh, the compression chamber. That cor- are you are you not using the decompression chamber? I no, no, we're using we're using it. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I damn well uh, practically designed that thing. <laughs> of, course, uh, of course we're using it. Hi. Hey, I'm, hey, hey. I'm, uh, I'm Doug. I'm Doug Doyle. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Durgan. Durglin. Durglin. Nope. <clears throat> Hi. Durglin. Uh, put her there. Put her there. Don't mind the claw. Oh, hey, ow, ow. Sorry. Ow, ow, ow. Sorry. <laughs> it's gift and a curse. Gift and a curse. Durglin? Durglin. Durglin Zorp. Durglin Zorp. Durglin Zorp, yep, hyperspace tech. Hyperspace tech. Yeah. Hi. How's welcome. it going? Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gentlemen, uh, uh, well, uh, hello. Hello. Hello, Durglin. Hello. My name is P16. P16, good to, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Elion Borquan. Ah, Elion. Here, put her there. Uh, Watch out for the claw. <laughs> yeah. Watch oh, out sorry, for sorry for the claw. It's a blessing and a curse. Dang. It's uh, big. B16, you want the claw? Well, I can try. Here, let me deploy forward-facing grappling arm. Whoa! Ooh, 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 man, that's... <laughs> ooh, that hurts. Ooh, let go, let go, let go. Oh, I'm trying. Ooh, okay. Okay, oh. release. Ah, release okay. Ooh. ooh. Next <laughs> time, if it doesn't let go right away, you can just use your other hand and unscrew the wrist. 
Uh, okay. All right, all right. Uh, that's why I always have my screwdriver. Man, I hope I'm not doing that to other people. So, Durglin, uh, we heard that there was a death in your department? Yeah, there was a death about uh, two months ago. Oh, two uh, months? Yes. This uh, was pretty delayed of a meeting. It was two months ago. Yeah, we filed the paperwork as we should have, as we were instructed to, but uh, <laughs> the old bureaucracy takes a second to kick things into high gear, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, during that uh, that uh, subspace jump we were doing uh, two, two months ago, uh, we uh, unfortunately... I don't know how familiar you you three are with the workings of the hyperspace uh, drive. Have you ever been down there? You ever pay, paid us a visit? Uh, well, not exactly, but uh, uh, we do have a, a doctor in the room. That's right. That is me, Dr. Elian Borquan. Ah, uh, Mr. Borquan. Uh, we already shook hand and claw. Yeah. <laughs> I want to clarify that's his actual name that he changed his name to, that he's not an actual doctor. He just changed his name to doctor. So he go ahead. He's a doctor. What, so you were correct when you said Mr. Borquan. Uh, that's okay. why I didn't correct you. Okay, okay. Well, then, uh, Mr. Borquan, mm. um, of course, when we were making the jump, uh, hyperspace is a very delicate, uh, almost... Uh, Almost like a series of Rube Goldberg's machines uh, lined up back to back. It's a very intricate process, and if you don't do it right, there's going to be hell to pay, and you're going to be uh, on the side of the space uh, just uh, sticking your thumb out looking like a real doofus. So, so correct me if I'm wrong. So you're saying that hyperspace is basically like you have to knock over a marble that then would hit a domino, which would then like uh, hit the specific numbers on a phone. And right, that then falls into a, a quasi-thermal phasometer that then uh, ipso facto, et cetera, et cetera, you're in the other side of the galaxy. Okay, I think I, I think I got that. That was a pretty effective metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So Thank you. so we we initiated a subspace hyperjump. You said yes. We initiated the subspace hyperjump, and uh, well, of all people, it's it's hard to have it happen to the interns, but uh, we had an intern come through, and he was a a strapping young man, had a bright eye in his head, and a big future ahead of him. Uh, uh, Terry uh, Flizdard. Terry Flizdard. Terry Flizdard. He was... Um, Terry Flizdet. He hailed from uh, the... Uh, Tug. You just said Terry Flizdet. Yeah. Uh, I heard it. Okay. I just... It was just... I was kind of a... Young man. It was kind of a... It was kind of a mnemonic to No. Terry Flizderb is Terry Flizdead. Oh, he's snapping his claws. He's snapping his claws repeatedly. Oh. 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 Humor at a dark hour. Well, I feel like somebody... Finally gets me. This is this is great. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, that was that was just kind of for me to remember his <laughs> name. But go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Well, Terry Flizz dead. <laughs> Wouldn't have predicted that. Well, uh, of course, when uh, when we've been the engine has been uh, revved up for exactly thirty eight minutes, you're of course supposed to pour a ice cold <laughs> cup of water into uh, the holding chamber and. Terry waited until 30, 39 minutes, and, um, well, as soon as that water hit that chamber, it 
it went red hot, and um, it ruptured. The water ruptured. The water, the water, uh, you know, expanded too much. If if you wait, God, if you wait as long as Terry did to pour it in, the chamber itself is already going to be too hot. So when the water actually makes contact with the chamber itself, it expands at such a rate it becomes gaseous to the point that the chamber itself is not strong enough to hold the pressure that is it is then creating, then causing it to rupture. Cool. It's very cool. It's very cool, but it's also the, one of the most dangerous things that you could ever encounter in the engineering department. Oh, Doug, if you're familiar with nuclear fission, that's essentially what happens to the water immediately. So it's like a miniature nuclear explosion. But with just water. Yeah. So well, you're splitting the atoms and molecules of water apart. Oh, okay. Instantaneously to a massive amount of energy. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like getting real steamy. It's like... No. no. It's getting... Terry Flizder was evaporated. It was evaporated. It was evaporated almost instantaneously. He was there, and then he was gone. Did you see it? I saw it. I saw it from every conceivable angle. There are many cameras down there. And, um, well, it's also my job to review the tapes. I filed the reports, and, of course, with the reports you have to have, you, the submitting the video files as well. And so in doing that, I had to rewatch Terry's death. 27 times. So through the submission process, you have to watch the video that you're submitting Mm -hmm. 27 separate times. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, They want to, of course, I I don't make the rules, okay, but they want to lighten the load on uh, the bureaucrats' side so they don't have to go through all 27 different feeds. So they ask you to do it. And in doing so, you know, you have to relive it. Durgulin, if I if I may ask this, um, how did how did Terry's death make you feel? Did I, I can see that you're getting kind of emotional just talking about him? Did did you have a specific relationship with Terry? Well, uh, I try not to get involved with the lives of the interns. They uh, they're good folk, but also sometimes they're just as dumb as a bag of rocks, bag of space rocks, bunch of asteroids. We call them asteroids. Like down. a bag of rocks and potatoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, potatoes. Very allergic to them, but I understand the metaphor. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, when we were planet side on Cringe, the planet Cringe, uh, there was a uh, just a bright young lad. He was. The smartest kid that I had ever seen. I was taking my two-week uh, break out there, and I got to know this Cringian. And uh, I said, hey, you ever been to space? He said, twice. And I said, how about you make that three? And Terry became an intern. That day, he was going to make captain. He's going to make captain? Wow. He's going to make captain. He... he Wanted to start out in the engineering ranks, which is not a bad place to start to begin with, no. Sure, sure, sure. He also, he wanted to to fly this bad boy someday. So correct me if I'm wrong, but Cringe was the planet that we took a furlough on about a month or two ago, right? Where uh, just all of the residents of that planet are, are very, I don't know how to say this, but just horrifically awkward, right? <laughs> Where just every time that they interact with you at all, it's just like they, they cannot carry on any sort of a conversation. And it's just like, like it's very aptly named. It, it, right, right. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a planet of dweebs, as we, uh, we used to say. We don't say that anymore, especially now in 
Terry's absence. Was Terry like the other residents of Crane? Oh, exactly like them. So if you, like, tried to carry on a conversation with Terry, it would just be, like, he would have not, like, he would just not really talk about the same thing you were talking about. Oh, he would, he would, uh, he would not make direct eye contact. He would start sweating almost immediately and not stop sweating until several days after. So if, if I went up to Terry and I was like, hey, Terry, how's your fantasy Fleur's ball team doing? Terry would... Oh, he would, he'd try his best. He'd stick his hand out there to shake it, but he'd probably just, they'd make contact and he'd slip. He'd probably make contact with the ground, knock himself out. So if I just asked him a question about something, he'd try to shake my hand in response. <laughs> that would be what he would do. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so awkward on Grinch. They mm-hmm. really do not know how to interact with other beings. High levels of stress tend to make people fall into um, easily remembered patterns, like a handshake is a very typical way for somebody to deal with stress is just like I don't know what else to do so I will go with this motor pattern that I'm very used to. They yeah. shake hands a lot on cringe. Yeah, it's it, high stress is the bread and butter of cringe as we all know it's a lava planet so yeah. you are on the brink of death probably from the moment you're conceived. Okay, so, so and you thought he was going to make captain? <laughs> Even despite this he was... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's he's. Uh, no, no. Durglin, no. Can we grab Durglin a tissue? Do you, yeah. Do you have any tissues over there? Why in the world would you ask me to do it? Well, that's what you're supposed to be doing. I just uh, Durglin, okay, I'll fine. get you a tissue. Thank you. Oh, please, please, thank you very much. I look, yeah. Doug. In a high stress planet like that, he'd be right at home in the cockpit of the ship. Oh, I guess you're right. So he wouldn't really have to interact. With if he anyone. didn't have to interact with anyone, he would be golden. He's t- he was terrible face to face, but face to computer, that kid was a wizard, an absolute wizard, a very awkward wizard. Uh, I mean, well, he was only awkward if you were within twenty feet of him. If you're within twenty feet, oh, he can smell you coming from a mile away. He just starts sweating. Mm-hmm. The okay. nose is on cringe. Uh. Yeah, you'd think with all that magma and soot going on, you'd, your scent, your smell of sense of smell would be shot. But no, that kid, that kid had a nose on him. He could smell a pen drop from two rooms away. Okay, so so Terry Flizdead, uh, Terry Flizder <laughs> is. <laughs> so okay, I feel a little, uh, I feel a little. The- Tube of darkness. Okay, I feel a little bad about that one. That wasn't on purpose. But so so Terry Terry passed away in the mm-hmm. in the hyperspace department mm-hmm. about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, well, whew, um, I guess so. Dirklin, I guess. I, guess uh, I, I mean, I'm assuming Elion, you, you can you can clear this up a little for us. But I'm assuming we've we've called you here just to make sure that uh, there wasn't any uh, I assume. malfeasance or oversight or. Anything like that. Elian, is that the case? Yeah, that's the case. And unfortunately, we're going to have to watch the tapes again, just interdepartmentally. So I hope you're okay with that. I I assume you're a little desensitized. You've seen them 27 times, plus once in person. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, I mean, if we, if that is what we have to do, we can, we can watch them. Yeah, it's a... Maybe we can find the humor in it. Yeah, maybe copier, we'll... copier. Um, he said, "Wait the... a minute." He what? said, "Fliz dead," and everybody's busted. <laughs> Fliz dead. Fliz is. Dead. 
I don't get it. I thought mine was like right, you know, I thought I was <laughs> gone too soon. Right behind in there. Okay. All right, copier, uh, play the tape of uh, Terry Flizderb dying, please. Playing right away. No, Elian, you just said that. You're. Uh, oh, okay, I'll go put it in. Uh, I'm not gonna. You guys working on uh, voice activated commands? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we are. Oh, you should uh, pop down to engineering. Uh, Lube. Uh, down there in uh, engineering is uh, he's working on a prototype of himself. Uh, oh, yeah, you should you should uh No, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Uh, that no, that was the copy. That was the copier who's finally doing something. That was the copier. Yeah, it just it just either played. that or it was the DVD player starting up. P16 was that the DVD player starting up? You guys still use DVDs? Not always. Not always. But in this case, we do. So for the, bureaucrat business, yes. For bureaucrat business, Pretty yeah. Pretty much all security footage is captured on DVD. It's written straight to DVD. It's written straight to DVD. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Sorry, continue. Well, they're more stable than, like, trying to store that shit in the cloud. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're jumping through space and I time. Mean, the cloud... The yeah, the cloud... The where's, where is the cloud? Yeah. yeah. Those servers are... I, I mean, where well, are they? Yeah, they're in the caves on, uh... Uh, what, uh that planet. You know we've, the caves. We've been to hundreds of planets, Doug. No, you know the caves that I yelled the thing into. Uh, you've yelled into a lot of caves. I, I don't know why you have propensity to yell into these caves. I really like do. I really like burying my soul. It's cathartic. But anyway, yeah, okay, so we we know. Yeah, so okay. Alright. So P16, you've got the DVD in there? Yes. I do. Um all I have left to do is push the tray closed. Get your popcorn ready. Ah, uh, the old whir of a DVD tray. Okay, P16, go ahead and, uh, you know, push that tray in. Okay, bumping into tray. No, just, you can just push it with your, your hand. Not... Believe me, this will be easier. Hey, it worked. Oh, yeah, you just hip-checked it in there. Oops, a little piece of plastic fell off the front, but no nope. worries for the wear. Yeah, okay. No, I right. brought my hot glue gun. Fix that up right, right away. Hey, man, actually, that would be pretty swell. And did it. Wow, oh, he's good. Yeah, you flicked that. You flicked that right away. <laughs> he's a flicker, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Uh, All right, so uh, I guess I'll. You'll, I'll in, you'll intro the clip. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I mean, of course the uh, the the star dates up in the corner, and uh, so this is angle number five. Uh, this is a uh, very low to the ground. Up, are you familiar with Michael Bay, one of those? Oh yeah, Earth Earth director. Yeah, Michael Bay was around when I was around on Earth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, so we we love all of his documentaries. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I won't unpack that one. But Michael Bay, it's it's we call it a Michael Bay shot. It's it's down from the from the ground, aiming up, and it's constantly rotating. Um, and so we have a telephoto lens on that, uh, the camera, so it's very close up. It just makes, cause, because people have to watch these things so often, it makes them a lot more watchable when they look good. Mm-hmm, yeah. So you're specifically taking just regular security footage and, and putting a, a constantly rotating angled shot with a telephoto lens just for the aesthetic value. That is exactly what it is, yes. Checks out. Okay, go ahead. All right. So, and on uh, on this uh, this feed, uh, we can see Terry, uh, Terry and and Blurf are uh, they're engaging in step twenty six of the hyperdrive process. They are doing patty cake, patty cake. 
um, and they are feeding their audio channels into the microphone to then uh, have the waveforms uh, generate the necessary energy needed for the next step. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And Terry just turned around and said, my weekend was good. How was yours? To the mm-hmm. guy behind him, mm-hmm. even though the guy behind him was had, was talking to somebody else. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that seems pretty part of the course. Uh, that's Terry. <clears throat> so then... Uh, you can see as they break, uh, the other interns will come in and they're doing their own steps. And uh, the camera's going to pan over and follow Terry as he goes and gets the one single glass of water. And um, this is probably the the hardest part to watch sometimes is that um, well, he just has the biggest smile on his face as he's skipping back from the water fountain um, to the... To the, uh, the the evaporation chamber. And um, so uh, you can see over in the top left corner the big digital clock uh, counting up the minutes, the time since we've initiated the hyperdrive, and we're about at uh, 37 and a half minutes in. So he should already be there. He should already be there unscrewing that cap. And uh, oh, it looks, yeah, okay, yeah, it looks like he, he tripped over his shoe mm-hmm. onto his face. Yeah. But then pretended that he was bending down to tie his shoe. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, this particular feed, uh, there's microphones other other places, but for this particular feed, uh, uh, you can't actually hear him. But let me tell you, when he did that, he, he does this thing where he tries to cover for himself. And he just thinks that if he makes a loud enough noise, he can throw his voice so people will look over in the other direction. But he's... Everyone's looking right at him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Man, poor and so he, as he's tripping, he's, he just screams out loud, free ham sandwich. And, um, but then everybody just looks at him and then he's kind of just, he's there floundering and he, he just picks himself up and he's like, oh, sorry. And, um, did you say he said free ham sandwich? Jesus, what a dweeb. Ma'am, he's a, P160 can't say dweeb anymore. Well, so many of them have that as their last name. Why not? There are a lot of dweebs on that yeah, planet. Yeah. And that's, you know. It's a planet of dweebs. Yeah, but his last name is not dweeb, that and is, you meant to use it as an offensive term of all places, P16, the humanoid resources department. You're right. Well, and. Uh, Do you think he was just implying that someone somewhere in the room had one free ham sandwich they were trying to give someone? We can never know. That's We can true. never know his brain matter. Is probably on the ceiling of the. Oh engineer. shit! Oh, no. oh. 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 Terry! I mean, at least there's no mess. Oh, he got cooked. Oh no! Wait! Oh, oh. it just all fell down yeah. off the oh. ceiling. Oh. oh, and there his clothes are. As as you can see, his clothes kind of like hang there in the air, sort of suspended, like he's just standing there while his body lifts up. And then after a couple seconds, they all just sort of lightly float to the ground. Yeah, almost in a in a hilariously comical way. Oh God! If it wasn't so close, time ta- tragedy plus time. But there is not enough time for it to, to derive any kind of humor from this, even two months removed. Wow! Holy mackerel! Oh, the one thing I will say is that that looked exactly like a Michael Bay movie. I well, I I had no I had no say in arranging those shots, but I'm sure the, the photography department of this ship would very much like to hear that. Yeah, um, there's Blurf. Oh, he's picking oh. up the clothes. That's so sad. But yeah. He doesn't know yet. Look he's, at him. He's looking at the clothes. He has no idea what happened. He's looking through them like, 
Terry's still there. Oh, yeah, he's looking, he's looking like Terry might have spilled something on himself and then just thought, I'll leave the clothes. And, yeah, that seems pretty plausible for Terry. And as you can see, the, the, the drippings of Terry's evaporated carcass are dripping down onto Blurf's head. And Dirkland is, is Blurf an idiot? Where I'm did just going to be wait, blunt. What planet did you pick Blurf up from? Hoogan. Uh, when we, uh, he was a, he was a transfer from Hoogan. Uh, he found us, uh, and, uh, it was one of those days where, uh, I think we were, we were at Spaceport Alpha 267, I believe it was, that one refueling up, and, um, he tried to sneak into the cargo bay, but he, uh, well, Blurf being what he is, he he just walked into the cargo bay loudly shouting, I'm a box, I'm a box. Yeah, he is a box. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so we found him, and we were going to send him back, but he didn't have anywhere else to go. He hitchhiked his way to the spaceport, and if we had left him, well, he would have died there. We have big hearts in engineering. Big brains, big hearts is what we say. If you had to guess what position on the ship Blurf would end up as, what position would it be? Ah, uh, lieutenant. Uh, Dirk, then you got a lot of high hopes for a, a lot of your incompetent interns. If you don't Whoa, mind Elion, my saying, Elion, incompetent. I, I don't know. We well, we we, we have just watched all all of Terry's death. Yeah, I'm, and the events leading up to it. Who yells free ham sandwich when they fall on their face and try to tie their shoes? I'm with Elion on this one. We literally just watched one guy evaporate himself and another guy not realize what had happened for like ten minutes. Those are two idiots. Well, the, he, yeah, I mean, Blurf is walking around the room right now on the footage, just showing the clothes to people, asking if they know who they are. So, I think, I mean, I think that's what he's asking. And I now he's shouting, I'm, "I'm a, a box. box! I'm a box!" Yeah. Man, this man would be a lieutenant. I okay. I have to. I I don't know if you guys necessarily know how we do things in engineering, but the internship program. It's uh, it's. You know, it's a, a full 500 days. Uh, so in that time, we do a full mental deconstruction around day 378. And uh, we rebuild them back up. And based on where their personality falls again, that sort of dictates where they may end up rising. And so the person that you sort of get when you hire an intern could be completely different from the person that finally comes out of that internship program. We have an 86% you know, uh, uh, rate of, of, of approval, and an engineering approval means that he's no longer an idiot, <clears throat> so, whether socially or technologically. So they are the 14%? They are the 14%, yes. Okay. Those, those. You can't call them all. What positions do you think the 86% probably are going to reach up to? Like, what's above captain in your mind? Uh, well, I mean, so we have, let's see, we've got, currently, we've got six admirals in the ranks. We have uh, uh, 23 lieutenants, um, if I'm doing the math right. Um, man, we, uh, we had a... we. We did. We did actually have a, a space president that came out of the engineering department. All right. So that's we. Yeah. Was it President Space Hands? It was President Space Hands. 
that was a random guess of one of the presidents I remember that well, Captain Drew Budden said. I, that's I mean, awesome. <laughs> he ran on the campaign of he's got magic hands, and he because was because he is a pair of hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Dirkland, do any of the interns ever stay in the engineering department? Like, did any of them like go to after head, the head program? Of engineering? Yeah, after the program, do they? Go to like you know just like project engineer or head of engineering. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I well, so well in the the uh, the eighty six percent of the successful uh, stamp of approval engineers, most of them actually do come back into the engineering department. It's just that some of them are a bit more ambitious and they seek to rise up. Hey, Durlin. Yeah. Did you start out as an intern? I did. I did start out as an intern. What planet did we pick you up from? No one ever puts it together, but uh, I I joined uh, I joined up from the crab planet. The crab planet. Yes. Oh Rangoon. Man. The crab, Rangoon. Yes, the the planet of Rangoon. Yes, I um. <clears throat> so I was a uh, part of a mass influx of uh, crabs that were seeking a different life. And uh, we, wanted to, we wanted to escape. We wanted to get out into the world and then get out of the world and into the galaxy. So we, we enlisted. So would you say that the ship uh, just woke up one morning and found out that it had crabs? Yeah. I would say, I would say that one day uh, the ship landed on Rangoon and fell asleep, and then woke up uh, with a whole heap of crabs just at the base. So the just ship wanting just, to get in. The ship just went somewhere that it wasn't familiar with, mm-hmm. and then when it came back the next morning, it just had some crabs. Because Rangoon was uncharted, and well, I know a lot of people used to say that Rangoon was a dirty planet, but I would say that uh, the the presence of crabs isn't necessarily a bad thing. Well, the issue is once we went to Rangoon, we had to you know. Communicate with all the other ships that we had possibly traded with or docked with just mm-hmm. to let them know, hey, mm-hmm. we've got crabs on our ship. Yes. You might have some on yours. Right. Because we, I mean, at all the different spaceports, who knows who's talking to who, who's going anywhere. And, you know, you can't keep a crab down. All right. You, you, you dock in port. Some crabs are going to get out. Some crabs are going to go exploring. And some crabs might not come back. But the thing is, I mean... We have crabs and didn't even know it, so I don't see what the big deal is. Oh, living a life with crabs, I would say, is an enhanced life. I mean, these old snippers have been uh, working on that that engine room for the last, ooh, uh, hundred years? I knew I recognized the shape of your hand. I feel so dumb for not... Oh, don't even worry about it. No idea. No, come on, P-16, no worries. We've, we've, uh... In the last hundred years, we could have uh, met and forgotten each other so many times over. A crab's brain, we don't remember a lot of things past uh, 25 years. We've got that uh, extended short-term memory. Extended short-term memory? Mm -hmm. So we we don't process uh, things into uh, long-term memories until after the 25-year mark. So if for whatever reason somebody's passing around the ganja, I could literally forget entire years of my life. So I guess the good news is you probably won't remember Terry. Oh, I, I don't. I don't 
smoke. I wouldn't do that. I, I don't want to mess with my memory. I want to keep everything locked inside. Oh, so you're saying just if someone passes around the ganja. Or has any kind of short-term memory-affecting uh, happenstance fall upon them. Like uh, uh, they're drinking too much or fell, uh, just w- wished away a bad memory. Even if one of those things were, like, you know, even if we were to pass around a little ganja right now or do a little too much drinking and he did forget, we still have to watch the clip like another 26 times. That's true. Right. Did you say wish away a bad memory? Wish away a bad memory. You you close your eyes and think to yourself, "Uh, nope. And uh, you just wish it would go away. You're able to completely eradicate memories by just closing your eyes and wishing that you didn't have them? Well, in the short term, yes. Once uh, 25 years goes by, those those things are locked in. Signed, sealed, delivered. It's yours. Okay, Durglin. So it, it looks like just from one viewing of the tape, and I know we have 26 more, mm-hmm. but just and it looks like we've just we're kind of approaching the moment of of evaporation again here in the second place. Yeah, this one is more of like a a wide shot Wes Anderson. Uh, this shot is perfectly symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yes. It's almost, and there's a lot of bright colors mm-hmm. here, which yep. I don't recall from the original one. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a special filter that sort of adds hues and enhances it to sort of achieve the vibe that it's looking for. You know, it's interesting. In the last clip, it seemed like everything was very overacted, but in this one, it's like everyone is intentionally not showing any emotion at all. Oh! 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 Wow. Oh, there goes close. Oh, just gently wafting to the floor. But still perfectly symmetrical. <clears throat> oh, and here comes Blurf. Oh, Blurf. Oh, Blurf. Oh, he's just poking at it. Come on, buddy. Put the pieces together. <laughs> so, Durglin, I, I, think, I think just upon looking at this footage, and I'm glad you brought this, mm-hmm. as, as painful as, as it is for us to, to revisit, mm-hmm. um, I, I, think it, I think we can safely say that there probably wasn't any wrongdoing in this moment. There probably wasn't any, any malfeasance or anything like that. But I would maybe want to suggest that uh, maybe you start, like, having an aptitude test before you hire an intern, you know? <laughs> if we... You mean pre-screening? Pre-screening the interns? I just mean some sort of a test to, like, measure their baseline <laughs> intelligence or social aptitude. Well, if we started pre-screening our interns... Uh, we would have less interns. We go through interns so much. We uh, wait. We go through interns so much. What happens to the interns that we go through? Well, I mean, uh, evaporation, impaled, uh, falling out of space doors, space windows, uh, space manholes. Uh, there's there's a number of ways frying. Uh, we've now. I, I I've honestly watched a man. Uh, stick his finger into an electron coil, start to get electrocuted, wildly grab for another intern, grab his arm, and the electricity passes through. How far did that daisy chain go? How many interns were involved? We lost a whole department. A whole department? That's why we couldn't travel that month. That's why we stayed anchored in the middle of space? Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. because a whole department daisy chained themselves. We had, we had to politely ask the cafeteria... Uh, department, if we could, if they could spare some interns, because uh, otherwise this, this bird wouldn't be flying. 
So, yeah, I think maybe some pre-screening might make some sense. Or some active training. Are you trying to clip our wings here? If we don't have, if we don't have at least three interns, (laughs) at least, if we don't have at least three interns at all times, all right, we, we won't, we can't, we can't run water, all right? There's no one that's going to be there to play patty cake. All right, I'm not. I'm not gonna play patty cake. Who's gonna play patty cake with these? Who's gonna play patty cake with these guys? Oh, oh easy, easy. All right, got those fl- flailed around there a little. Bit. All right, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry. It's just we keep we get our interns in bulk for a reason because huh? they will all. Most of them will die. A large chunk of them will die. I'm just saying that if you know, maybe do some more active training, you won't lose as many of your interns. Just spend a couple hours. Saying, hey, make sure you're extra careful on some of these jobs. Yeah, it's like if if you teach a man to fish, then he can have fish, rather than if you just feed fish into a meat grinder. You know what I mean? If you're electrocuting, don't grab your fellow interns. You can't control what the body does when it's electrocuted, unless you're a stoneman. But, I mean, those things, those guys are practically extinct. Or, you know, if you're standing under a very large weight, don't just stare up at it and say, ooh, wow, what's that coming towards me? Maybe think to get out of the way. Stuff like that, simple, common sense training procedures. Okay, all right, well, how about this? How about this? You know, if everybody wants us to have uh, forethought and and, and to pre-screen our interns, okay, but... You think about this, if we start pre-screening, we're going to have to start delaying takeoff from our planet visits in order to pre-screen each new batch of interns. Because we get a new batch every time we land. So it's either we don't pre-screen, and sometimes we lose interns, and sometimes we lose promising interns. Or, you know, we we have to stay on port for another day. Does anyone want to st- stay on stupid planets for another day? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't really want to have to wait around on planets for an extra well, there day. There you go. There you go. So maybe we just call it a wash. Status quo it is. Status quo it is. And I'm going to keep watching this the other 25 times, but after that I'll just file it in the archives. Okay, there's a, there's a special uh, Steven Spielberg... Esque Ooh. clip Ooh. where the camera is always moving and the orchestral score is phenomenal, oh. but also very tragic. So this one we're watching has so many lens flares. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, that's the uh, that we call that one the JJ. Um, uh, and uh, so it, I, I, this one is still equally tragic, but the moment of explosion is it's very pretty to look at. So, you know, it's just, um, we do what we can with what we- Terry! Oh, you really saw the pain in his face right before he evaporated. That's the freeze frame. What was that smoke monster? No one knows. 
Hyperspace. Hyperspace. This is Kirkpatrick. It's not just made up. How amazing is that? Time travel takes so long, it's become implausible. If you can get from one point to another point millions of miles away in a second, how life-changing would that be? I could be there for someone I care about instantly. Instantaneously. You are on one end of the spectrum and I am there when you want me. Or anybody, any person anybody in the world that, that, that is, oh, these discoveries are, I'm shaking with excitement. Oh, I think. Let me hold you. Uh, I think that, what did, what did you say? Okay, sorry. What? Well, we, we have to, oh, I'm too excited to sleep. How about, oh, I feel, I, I, I want to do more camping stuff. How about we go get a snow cone, huh? Oh, I'd love to, but I've really got to, I've, I've got to return every single one of these scarves to the each and every girl camper that I snuck into the rooms and, and grabbed each scarf so I thought I could knit them together. Oh. And I had to, I mean, it's your face. It's, oh, oh um, I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, it's just kind of, oh. it, you have to look at it oh. and kind of look through it and to see that. But then oh, like when a magic I'm done eye. with that, then I've got to return, I've got, I've got to return the candles back to the craft department. And then, and then of course, this, this gazebo was made out of the front porch of cabin four so i gotta put that back there well it sounds like you have a busy night i'm gonna go ahead and get that snow cone but uh how about next uh, same time tomorrow i love that your devotion to your work wade oh, for the record though yes. i think we should probably write down what's on the, on the tape oh absolutely you absolutely. can stay yes. next to me just a little longer oh uh, all right fantastic well i'll write this time oh i feel off to it i'd love that uh well derglin zorp was played by tyler davis mm-hmm. and it says here that you can see him at io chicago uh, and the Herald team, Devil's Daughter. Devil's Daughter. Oh, uh, so there's certain Satanism going on there, or certainly no silliness involved, I'm no, no, sure. No, no, we should definitely move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doug Doyle, Connor Doyle. Mm, it's always the same. Uh, Alien Berquan. 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 Yes, by believe. Peter Williams. Mm-hmm. And P16. Mm. Clear. You, did you write that down? Yes, those last three parts. We're going to break that oh. code. I assure you, within the With next week. With your mind and, and me writing and what your you say. strong teeth, we're going to get to the bottom of this. All right, I'll see you tomorrow, Wade. How's it go? Uh, let's, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, I'll call for you. All right. What was that? No, oh, nothing. All right. Careful now. Uh, it's, stop putting lotion on me. Stop it. It's it's not. It's nighttime. It's, well, Stop putting suntan lotion on. It's it has um um has the bug right. bug bug repel repel. Good night, Wade. Careful. That's not a threat. <laughs> I don't. I keep saying it, and it sounds like a threat. All right, Wade. I'm not threatening you. Okay. It's, um, I didn't think you were. Love darts. All right. Okay. What? Good night. Stop saying that. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.